Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. It's a shit. Oh, mate, it is in shambles. How do you tell everybody what's happened this morning already? How long oh, have I been here? You've for? probably been. Well, what's you've probably been here for an hour and a half at least, and we've been setting up. Um, mate, the lights fallen on top of you. You know, the camera, the camera stand's been falling over. I haven't been able to get it level. You can't get it level. We've. we've I've had to. I've, my camera memory card was full. I've had to wait for it to import. Oh gosh, we, absolute shambles. But we're here and we're everything's here. recording. Yep. And tell me, you've started a new diet, haven't you? Tell me a bit about this new diet. I have, mate. Well, the problem with the new diet, well, not a problem with it. I just don't know what it's called. So that sounds kind of bad. But it's when you. I got sucked in by Facebook yesterday, mate. I was. Uh, you know one of those Facebook ads, and you end up. Yeah, I've been, I've been sucked in. Clever marketing. Yep. Um, but yeah, got sucked in. But it's one of those things when you pay for it, like you can get all this information for free. But yeah. when you pay for it, you actually, I don't know, you feel more obliged. So yeah, for sure. Did a, did yeah, definitely. When you when you pay for, so I'm yeah, I probably don't do that enough. I try and find the free stuff too much, and and then I'm probably after the first couple of weeks, I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. Whereas if you pay for it, you. Well, you mate, know, invest, it's your money. Big food shop yesterday, so there was more investment after the <laughs> initial investment just for the privilege of seeing Any, what's anything, on the menu. Anything appealing in this meal plan? It's yum. I, it's yep, nice. It's yep. actually well. That's a point. It's not like it's actually nice food, and it's all broken down for my. Some people probably laughing, going, "You idiot!" But it's broken down for my body type for the results that I want. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, carbohydrates, proteins, fats, all that yep, stuff. Nice. So, Anyway, mate, I feel good so far. So um, I like to hear that because uh, I'll keep you when, when you're feeling good, the podcast tends to go well. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so today, what 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 is today all about, mate? Well, it's our favorite word. It's the number one word. It, that it we, is one of our favorite words, isn't it? Well, we decided. I remember when we were making our Instagram page of all things, we decided that we need three words that we really stand for, and the word that was said straight away, we both agreed on was. Vulnerability. That's it, mate. So, so this one is about embracing vulnerability. We're going to get pretty deep in this one. So Yeah, no, I'd, it's something that we were talking about the other day. Um, there's so much to talk about in this topic and probably so many things we're not even going to cover because it just goes so deep. Um, but we get a lot of feedback about the vulnerability part of the show. Well, that's probably its core. The core part and mission of our show is to share our vulnerability to hopefully empower others like we've always said we're not experts in whatever we're talking about but by sharing our personal story and experiences in certain topics and um, areas of our life um, the vulnerability is i think what you know hopefully everyone gets the most out of it because it connects with them and another one of our words is relatable exactly you know and they can hopefully you guys can actually relate to the vulnerability that we're sharing Um, and the third word is empowering exactly so uh you nearly forgot didn't you uh, almost. <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, um, but that's oh, they sort of all roll into three. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. So, and that probably puts us to the first, no, not necessarily the first point, but vulnerability is hard. You know, it's it's, it's so it's hard, mate. Putting yourself, and it's not as such as putting yourself out there. Just being honest, being open, um, and 
you know, speaking the truth that's within yourself. Yeah, well, I can't wait for some of the points we've got because I'm sort of, I'm, I am fairly new to all this. Mm. and But I feel so much better when I embrace it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I can't exactly. wait to actually talk about some well, of run us Just quickly run us through a few of the, I guess, key points that we want to yeah, try and so tick off we're today. Gonna talk, we're going to start by just saying why we've come to love vulnerability. Yeah, why it's so important to us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why we feel for us and in general, why it's so hard to embrace um a perspective this is going to relate a little bit more to men but men's perspective um how we've sort of been told growing up about yeah. certain subjects i'm sure women will get a lot especially with partners as well yeah um, and, and i'll quickly put it in if, if in one sentence like simple as why you know why do men feel ashamed to let out a few tears or why are we afraid to i guess show some emotion like I, that's probably something that i'm really looking forward to talking about being an emotional type of being myself yeah for sure mate well we um, get into that we've got opening up authenticity and then uh, and then to sort of finish we'll talk about as we always do a few experiences for us and hopefully along the way um there's a few little tips that we've picked up again not being experts but if you haven't started sort of embracing this then hopefully this will help um well why do right now why do we really embrace vulnerability ourselves like you and id starting this podcast really you know i still remember sitting in the car with you we were overlooking the beach and we were talking about something that we wanted to create something that we probably felt was lacking especially for young men yeah for, um, sure. for everyone young like men and women but specifically young men that that vulnerability factor that vulnerability i guess motivate the vo- motivation to be vulnerable there, there was something missing exactly because you see it i think you see it a lot in you see it with high level people now as in celebrities or yeah. sports stars yep. or whatever and they come out and talk about it but i don't know if you see it enough with y- your mates yeah the general and, and, i guess and everyday people community yep. so i think that's why we were so sort of big on it but i think you and i and actually the more i think about it, i'm just thinking it's not in my notes i'm just thinking now but even our relationship prior to talking about all this going back over two three four years We've always been quite vulnerable with each other. Yeah, I feel. We have. Yeah, like we've I, had some. I always think about sitting in the car with you over the years and just talk, like just spilling. Yeah. Things, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, and just a feeling you feel afterwards. It's just a huge, huge weight. Or I feel that weight off my chest when I open up. Yeah. Oh, I'm the same for sure. Um, to me, why why vulnerability is so important to me? It's just it makes me feel alive. And I know that sounds probably cliche or corny, or it's doesn't sound right but being present and alive and um, free and free yeah. and being able to express my feelings and emotions uh, don't get me wrong i still you know when i'm about to become vulnerable and maybe share something that's really deep and personal to me like that's really hard like oh i feel the um, same that, that little trigger before you finally take that step yeah that's i, I can feel that it's yeah. like you want to say it and you don't know how to bring it up or you don't know but when we do bring it up it brings me to like my next point is it it helps us I guess, work out and find the people that we really do want in our lives because... We if, both have that point, yeah. Yeah, like it, it picks out the weeds. If you're not... If you aren't you're being your most authentic self and you're hanging out with different people, which relates back to our last podcast, with, you know, surrounding yourself with good people, once you start becoming vulnerable and all of a sudden someone that might be in your circle kind of doesn't understand that or doesn't accept you for, 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 that, for sharing yeah. that and being that, it then goes, well, bang, that person, I don't need to have that person in my life. Yeah, I mean, you might lose a few on the way, as bad as that sounds, but then it's... I, it's I highly doubt that, to be honest. Like, You'd I hope th- not. Yeah, I, I really think that well, it, when, you're sh- when you're being vulnerable and sharing, it shows so much um, strength and courage and 
um, you know, being able to talk about your feelings with your loved ones and your partner. And it, I think it, 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 to me, anyone who speaks up about a struggle ma- makes me go bloody hell. Like, yeah, I think I, I think I, those like, words weren't right what I said, but I agree. I, I yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that that makes total sense. And you feel though, I, and I think it's that it's almost probably subconsciously you feel though when you open up to someone and they stick around then you well for me i gain more trust that's the mass that's a massive one trust and the yeah. trust that i feel if say you if you open up to me even though i haven't opened up to you right now I, the trust is built in that moment because i feel that you're being trusting you yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah for sure um building trust i think is so important and it's it's also one of the harder things to to create within a relationship trust you know it's and the first the first part about building someone's trust is i think by being yourself you yeah, know and if you, if you can't be yourself around someone um you get found out anyway yeah exactly right well i think we like it too because it's now becoming a positive trend in the world that's to be honest that's probably a big part of you know us being okay to share what we share because yeah. we know that it's slowly becoming more not acceptable. a norm, but more accepted accepted in, in society. Absolutely. And I, like a lot of people sort of crap on about all the bad things in the world, but this is one area where I think as a society is going in the absolute right direction. It's it definitely is in a slow and steady way. Uh, you know, there's still lots of work to do around it. I saw a post yesterday, I shared it on Instagram and it was like, I think, well, Kanye West, he, uh, there was some videos of him going around. Oh, it was Will Smith as well. You know, Will Smith was on a, you know, a live television show or an interview talking about his emotions and how hard it was about his wife cheating on him or being with someone else. And he got emotional. Well, now then there's memes starting to yeah, uh, kind of flutter in on social media, which is just, that's when I sometimes look at it and there's go... work to be done. There's so much to be done. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And just looking at more, sort of my final point is the respect I... Th- I've I feel for people that actually reach out, speak, yeah, speak openly, honest. With my family in particular, like my sisters, even now, like I'm, I feel like I'm becoming more when I'm. It's something as simple as this, and I've got it here. Prov- being vulnerable provokes compassion. So yeah, and I used to always do this and palm things off. So I'd be talking to a friend or consulting, consoling a friend or a family member or whatever, and you're talking. Something might get brought up from that person that they might be really struggling with. And you, you don't palm it off, but it's it's really hard sometimes to relate, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you might actually, or if you do relate, you might have a personal experience yourself. So if someone's talk, this is one of my pet peeves too, mind you, is when you're sharing something with someone and they don't say, they don't acknowledge it. They go, oh yeah, I did that too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can relate. Oh, this experience, and they just go there's, into their story. No empathy. To me, that's a, To me, that's lacking vulnerability. The vulnerability to actually, if someone's sharing their story of their struggle rather than relating to a similar experience and telling the story and ch- or changing the subject you're actually avoiding the vulnerability which is exactly yeah. what that person wants they want you to put your arm around them and you know it's all right just and, take a moment and, and, and really yeah. understand what they're really trying to tell you absolutely yeah. no that's that's a, actually a really really good point really good point well that's why we we love it or come to love it so why is it so hard to embrace what have you got down? Uh, oh, in my mind right now, it's like we said, it's slowly becoming a bit more normal in society to share your feelings. But well, it's been a big shift over the last few years because when we were growing up as kids, it, that's like this sort of time period where yeah. we grew up in a time 
not that it's that long ago. Like that sounds that sounds yeah. like we're talking in fifty yeah. years. But it was funny. Like growing up as a kid, you were taught a little bit differently. Yeah, I feel than probably kids are being taught now. Yeah, I yes and no. Like I think I and I'll share it. But I I was lucky enough. I you know I grew up in a family where my, you know my dad in particular was very expressive of his emotions. Yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to touching on that stuff. But you know you do. You know it's hard to embrace vulnerability at times because especially being a male, a young male, family orientated, you want to be strong for your family. Well, we both have that down, don't yeah, we? Yeah, like, for me in particular, you know, like relating to my dad passing away for a while and, and this was really hard at the time, but you get told, all right, you're the man of the house now. Yeah, yeah. And that was really, really, at the time I was 21, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But now I look back and I'm like, what a horrible thing to tell a kid, like a young man who's, father's just passed away and you're putting the pressure on him to now all right you're the man of the house to lead and yeah. and then in my mind i'm going well shit i, I can't cry i can't I, I can't you have to be the strong i can't one, share yeah. my struggle it's if my mum and my sisters are maybe having a bad day i can't have a bad day with them because i gotta be there tapping them on the back that's exactly how i feel too and i'm the same in my family i grew up with two sisters um and i was i'm the eldest and again i feel the same thing if everyone's having a bad day you need to be that strong one you need that one to lead and to yeah. try and steer in the right direction. Try and build them up if you can. Or and I remember being told that right from as a like people tongue in cheek would say it as a as a really young kid, like five, six, seven years old. Like you're going to be the man of the house. Like mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just ingrained into you. Yeah, it is. Well, I found anyway. And uh, uh, you've got this too. And another one is, I guess, that footy club culture. You know, yeah. we've both grown up in it. Um, being hard to embrace vulnerability amongst a group of men. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, I know this is sort of slightly off topic, but that whole culture is changing because... It is, isn't it? Well, I don't know if you heard this, but over the weekend, there was a player that ran... I can't remember who it was. It was a rookie. He ran back in one of his first games and took this... I saw it, That, yeah. that huge mark going back, but he put his whole body on the line. And that used to be the biggest, yeah. bravest we used to... Like when Nick Rewalt did it and Jonathan Brown did it, like what 15 well, years they ago they marked the balls are we talking about is it Sam Walsh or North Melbourne that North Melbourne kid the North Melbourne kid because he didn't need to do it yeah well that's the thing so now but when Rewalt did it and Brown did it and those guys Courageous, did it you know. years ago it was it was the biggest thing it was blasted everywhere now when they go back they're actually saying coaches should be telling him not to do yeah. that because of the risks associated and I know it's kind of off topic but what I'm getting at is the whole culture is changing now it's yeah. more about looking after each other and when we were started playing footy it, you're right. The vulnerability aspect was not there. Not and at now, all. over the last couple of clubs I've played at, now it's becoming a thing. Like you got to stand up in front of the group during the year and actually try and be open and exactly embrace each other. You you bought the book, but and I've read it, read it recently, and I couldn't I couldn't put it on a higher pedestal, which is the Resilience Project. Yeah, and I recently read that. Met my partner Meg read it because it was probably more of a teacher's book. She thought. Yeah, and it's not just a book for teachers; it's a book for anyone. Um, and in that book, it, it basically talks about three key principles, which are GE, well, gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness, GEM. Yep. And when you're relating that to sport, I just think of Nathan Buckley, right? You know, two, two or three years ago, the, the grand, grand final, final and, yeah. you know, the banner's broken and he consoles the cheer, uh, the cheer squad leader, um, you know, she's crying. And then, you know, they end up losing the game or whatever. And then later on, there's that documentary that came out and Bucks is consoling his son who's crying. And, he, and he's just saying, mate, we're healthy. It's okay. You know, we've got to be grateful for what we have, the simple things. It's just a game, mate. 
And what he said three quarter time. Do you remember yeah, what, that story? Nah, too? What, what did he well, say? he said he changed his. The game's on the line. It was really close. Grand final. Yeah. Collingwood's biggest team in the country. And he said his. For all the years that he coached prior, he used to be. He'll just go into, okay, how are we going to win this yeah. and why it's so important. You need to do everything you can, blah, blah, blah. And all he said was, he said, all I spoke about in that three quarter, in my last address for the year, last chance to win the premiership, I just told him that I'm so proud of him and that yeah, I love him. And he said, I, love him. I could never say that when he was playing. Like yeah. he said this, when he was playing, he couldn't say that yeah. to his teammates. Exactly. But now he's like telling all these group of young guys, like, I love you. I'm proud of you for yep. getting to this point. Even, we haven't written this down, but I'd love to talk about this quickly, is saying I love you. You know, yeah. that, that that is something that a lot of people find hard and it's a vulnerable thing to share. That's and so interesting, mate, because I see that within my... My dad's always been good with it and we always hang up the phone, say I love you. Yeah. And I try, and I started trying to embrace that a couple of years ago with everybody that is in my family just to always tell them that. Probably because out of that scarcity of when you hear stories about yeah. tragedies and things like no, but that. It's, it's but then it's funny... I. I remember talking to one of, I won't say who, but someone in my family and he just said I could, and he's probably about maybe 70 now and he just said, I can't, he said, I just don't say it. I can't say it. I, yeah. I've never said it. My dad didn't say that to me. My mum rarely said it. And he said, only on a very, very rare occasion can I say, can I actually say those yeah, words? It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And that goes back to the point I talked to, spoke about where, you know, that's vulnerability in itself, being able to say it back. To, yeah. If someone's, put themselves out for you you it's hard to but to help them you know overcome that vulnerability and, and comfort them it's by you being vulnerable back yeah exactly well, we some, say to each other all yeah, the time uh, don't we, we do <laughs> like and i'm i relate to you with you and your family mate we say it every time we get off the phone sometimes you know sometimes i go geez do we say it too much like but we, it, there's nothing wrong with that and the other thing too that only happened the other day i was in the car with someone and i, I was talking to dad I think it was dad or somebody and I knew it was coming up and like in the past I would have tried to avoid saying it in front of somebody else yeah even. me too yeah. but now now it's changed like now I just don't care anymore because it's a I feel like it's a good example to set if to your family like for someone that's close to you and in your yep. family it's, it's yeah it's proud oh, I, I relate to that I remember you know you're on the phone with to someone and you're around other people and oh, tell you, but yeah, whereas I'll normally I'd go it. love ya you yeah. know, but but I want to try and focus more on that too. Like, be proud of saying exactly, that. exactly. Uh, and I remember copping shit for it once, for, and I, can't, I don't remember who, but they like would give you a look, like a weird kind of a look. But now it's changed. Like now people just let it go. They they embrace it. So yeah, it kind of stems. Well, what about being the listener rather than the person expressing? Is that something that you can relate to? Yeah, I before can. You for sure, mate. It? Yeah, it's. Um it's amazing when you show compassion and compassion can be as simple as listening. Yeah. And I think it's so important to be a listener more, not as much as a talker, but if, to me, I love it when someone is completely engaged and, you know, is listening intently, showing real, you know, in, not necessarily enthusiasm, but wanting to be there. You wanting feel to, the connection. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly, mate. What, what, what do you feel about it? Well, that's that's why I found it so hard to embrace because I was used to being the person listening yeah. and going, yeah, yeah, everything's all right, and and just and I was I'm fine doing that, and I yeah. can listen to people. I don't feel really uncomfortable when people open up, but I was never used to being the ones actually having to talk. Yeah, I can relate to that. So that's too. why that was one of the big things to. I don't know why I just felt. Yeah. I don't know if it was a feeling of selfishness or it's probably a bit of, you know, like 
a bit of ego too. You know, you want to be the one who's lets your guard down. Yeah, yeah. Like, as in the other way around. Like you want to be the one who's helping everyone. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, like it's it it is a touch of pride. You know, when you and I I had a situation like this. You know, last what, couple of weeks ago. You know, I actually had a really ordinary day mentally and. Normally, you, you want to be that person who's pumping everyone else up. And I actually had to reach out to someone and show vulnerability and go, hey, mate, like, um, I need your help, you know? Yeah. So give them a ring, mate. Do you reckon you could help me? Let's go for a run or let's do this, do that. That's and good. And it's hard to, when you're, you've always been that male who's wanted other people to come to you to be that leader and that person for good advice and guidance and support, you know, it's okay to need help yourself and to, to tell people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And question without notice, it just came to me. Have you ever found it hard? And I noticed recently, I found I find this so hard, accepting compliments. And I feel that's a that's a little vulnerability in itself. Hundred percent. That's um, that is hard. And a lot of people, I think that's something we all need to get better at. Um, because we spoke about it last podcast is being appreciative of exactly um, of well everything in life, but in particular, you know an engaging conversation yeah. you know appreciating something that someone is saying to you um, and, exactly and when That's someone says a, and when someone says a compliment appreciating it because they're taking the time and sharing I know it's probably not vulnerability but it is in a sense actually telling someone you look lovely today it is I think it's vulnerability and, for sure and then you being able to accept it with you know Gratitude. don't don't throw it off and oh thanks like that's the thing I would say thanks gen- yeah genuinely appreciating it thank you so much yeah exactly i'd just say thank you and then go and then quickly try and compliment them yeah I don't, that was one thing i kind of struggle with but do you want to go into we sort of touched on it a little bit but from a from a man a, ma- a male perspective, a male perspective yeah. why why do men struggle so much with this what is it i had an awesome message back and forth and he he's gonna get a share that coxie i know you're listening and you love the podcast he's a good i i've I've shown you a few of the messages yeah. and he's just a ripper and we were, t- we were messaging back and forth the other day about um, and he actually said, mate, it would be a great topic for a podcast as in what, you know, why don't guys cry? Why don't men cry? Yeah. Um, and it's not that men don't cry but it's it's been looked at in a way of shame at times. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, when you grow up in a... In a whether it's a footy club or a sporty blokey bloke environment, you know, even even career-wise, you know, if you're working in a job, might be a trade and you're surrounded by a bunch of blokey blokes. It's, yeah, it's for a sure. beer, it, you know, it's a, it's a real, it's a tough environment, you know, to be yourself and to share vulnerability is hard. Absolutely. Well, it's actually funny with that crying aspect. One of the examples that came to me this morning was... I grew up, and I don't know if I've shared this before in the podcast, but I was very lucky. When I grew, I grew up in a court that was surrounded by kids, mostly my age. So every night we'd be outside and playing. Yeah. It was awesome. But there was a couple of older kids who were about 10 years older, and they were they were so great for us because they used to teach us things and hang, give us yeah. time. But they were always 10 years in ahead. A, ahead. And good and bad, they'd like sometimes... they influence you a lot. You actually looked up to them and you try and be like them. And I yeah. remember one of, one of the guys... Um, Remember when Federer played Nadal in the tennis in the Australian Open yeah, final? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, one of the best. But Fed lost, and yeah. he, and he just couldn't speak and cried and cried and cried. I thought he won that. No, he lost. Did he? It yeah, because it was a night he lost. And I remember 
that what we were doing like the next weeks afterwards, these guys would get the video and they were getting up on YouTube and we were crying and just watch it over and over and just laugh, laugh and laugh and laugh. And then that's horrible. Kid, but as a kid or a younger kid, you follow Trent yeah. and you like laugh. And then now you think it's a hilarious video and you show and you Share show it. your mates. Yeah. So like I'm, guil- I'm guilty yeah. of that, right? So, but that's that whole thing. What's so funny? It's a funny part is that the a man's crying. But that was back then, and now it's different. Like we praise it, which which is good. But that's that's why I f- find men find it so hard because that was the environment we we're pushed with. You're surrounded like, by it. Like you, you yeah. make fun of it. Yeah. Oh, I I still remember that. And I wait. How long? I'm trying to think. That was only recently, wasn't it? Like oh, a few years be, ago. Oh, I'd have to be at least ten. Years no. So he he also cried. I reckon less than ten years. Well, he's ago. a crier. No, but <laughs> oh, so another. I can't remember what year it was, but he won. I reckon it was say. Might have been the recent one he won. Yeah. He bawled his eyes out, mate. Yeah. And he couldn't even do this, his, you know, acceptance speech of yeah. winning the Australian Open. And I just respected that so much. Yeah, yeah. I just looked at that and I went, wow, like, to be able to... This is, I think, the biggest, I don't want to say issue. Myself, personally, I'm an emotional person. And, I'll, and when, it become, when it's sad and joyful. So sometimes there might be an experience or a moment that I'm going through or something's happening and I'm and I'm feeling this emotion and that emotion say it's a joyful euphoric you know goosebump kind of feeling yeah I actually sometimes want to want to cry yeah when I get that feeling right and being able to share tears of joy is just as important as being able to share tears of sadness and struggle yeah absolutely and I think and this is what I can't wait to you know, jump into this because I talk about it with pride when I talk about my dad and I've never met and I will never know someone probably as emotional as he was. Like Maybe my father. Yeah, your dad too. <laughs> but to the point, and I look back now and I, you know, you're a kid so you you don't, you know, you're just living your life as a kid, you don't understand. But I, I used to be ashamed sometimes when I'd see my dad cry, especially yeah. in front of people. Well, he used to say, and I remember this, he used to always say, I don't know, he used to drill this into me as a kid. Your dad? Some of you might find this weird. I don't know. But he used to always say, he used to ask me, when you were born, what did I do? Cried. And, and, he, and what he wanted me to say was, I cried. And he used to just drill it into me. Like, the day you were born, I cried. And he used to say it all the time. Yeah. And I never could understand. No. And then I was shitting myself that he'd ever say it in front of one of my mates. Yeah. You know? Oh, but at the same time, you're not, I think you're not going to understand, especially from a father of course type not. of Rose emotional they're going to cry at everything, you know, and I've got that in my points too. So, because no one else cried, but my dad was really emotional when it came to, you know, everything, you know, (laughs) mate, it was, you know, in the car listening to uh, music, you know, there'd be a song and like, and I would be sitting next to him in the passenger seat and I'd look like, dad, like, and he would, and he would try and hide it because he was even ashamed, shameful of me. Like, he didn't want to cry in front of me. And it, they're not tears of sadness. It could be tears of joy, like I said. But it's emotion and you should be allowed to share your emotion and feel yeah. feel okay to let it out. Yeah, and for sure. So for sure. when you're in the car listening to a song and he's cr- and he's getting having a few tears, he's pretending to look out the window so I don't see. Yeah. And I look back now and I'm like, I wish I had that moment now and I could embrace it with right. him. And yeah. like, you know, watching movies, like even as simple as like Finding Nemo, mate. Like it's funny, but like it's um, music and you know something with a, something emotion, with a story yeah. that really triggers, like especially my whole family, um, triggers the emotion. And I remember going like, 
why is he crying? But I look now and I've actually got every single part of his DNA in that area. I'm, yeah. I'm such an emotional guy. And I look now and I'm like, God, I'm the same. Like, but I'm trying to embrace, let it out. You know, just let it out. Well, I remember you saying to us once when we were like 18, 19, 20, you're just like, I, I just had a massive cry for no reason and I, and I feel great. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. And you just told us straight up. But yeah. And that's hard to share, mate. And oh, mate, absolutely. Especially you not really being a crier yourself. Well, I'm just, I'm not, again, it probably, people might think I'm trying to sound tough. Yeah, you're I'm not. Though, I'm not. It's just not the way I sh- it's not show the way my, your body gets your emotion. Yeah, out. like yeah. I, I show emotion in other ways. But yeah, and I, like, again, just on this whole men sort of topic, I remember for you is okay because not that it sounds weird. We're used to it in a way. Yeah. Like well, we, it's around me. Yeah, yeah but I mean, Jai might hate me for saying this too, but I remember the first time I ever saw Jai cry and it was a tough, tough, we don't need to go into what happened, but it was like a tough time, but it was an uncomfortable feeling initially because you're not used to it. Like even for me, someone, yeah, yeah, for me, like, and it, I didn't actually know how to, how to console, how, how to, to embrace, yeah, how yeah. to, what to do. And that's where the, that's where vulnerability isn't just about you crying. It's about, you being able to embrace, embrace other people's 100, emotions. 100%, mate. 100%. You know, if someone you know is right there, really struggling, upset, you you try and feel and come down, come down to that level, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean, we got other notes here, and this is a big one. Fear of letting down a partner. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Um, you know, at times I, you know, I'm an emo- like I said, I'm an emotional person, you know, and you have days where you're, you want to let out all this emotion. You know, for me, it's, I'll have a day when I struggle with, you know, grief. And I've had times where you almost want to, you know, I've, I'm getting better at it, but, you know, Meg encourages it too, but you almost want to hold it in because, you know, she's been at work all day, I've been at work all day, you come home and you don't, you know, you don't want it to just be... Uh, you, you really, yeah, I get it. You want yeah. that... Oh, you want to, you want to, you want to be strong, strong in front of him. For example, you know, this has happened a few times. You know, she'll have a hard day at work, and she'll come home, and then I'm feeling my emotions, and then you, you but you want to make sure she's alright and look after her and talk about her day and what happened. And whereas you know, in your mind, you're like, you're already struggling with your own feelings. Well, it's hard. Like one of the big things for me is when you hold it in. Yeah, it's it makes it so much harder for everybody mm. around you. Definitely. I, but it, it, again, that's just what everyone, that's males in particular, that's all they know. But the, and, and the, I think the wider issue is the more you hold it in and everybody f- has different ways of letting it out. Suck, su- suck it up. Like, yeah, but, hold but if, it in. Like, but that's how we've been ingrained. And But then what do you do if yeah. you hold it in? How do you feel? What decisions do you make for the rest of that day or the rest of that week or rest of that yeah, month exactly. or rest of that year it affects everything like it actually affects you can do some pretty stupid things because you're just feeling like no one understands yeah because you're too afraid to let it out yep oh i <laughs> i haven't got this down but i remember one day like working it was a day at i was it was when i was working at casey yep. footy club in the vfl and we had a game at box hill and um i'd been at the club say for four years at that stage and I'd done, you know, I was in the coach's box and doing what I, you know, the role I do in the coach's box on the day and high pressure and um, you got coaches saying things and yelling things and I remember one point because I did the interchange on the computer. Oh, I remember this. You know, yeah. I've got a headset on, I'm talking to the guy on the bench and I'm in the box and I'm doing all the interchanges on the laptop and I'm literally trying to arrange all the interchanges that need to happen and the ones that, you know, have just been. So, and, and we're getting smashed and I remember 
the coach at the time, he just looked at me. He goes, "I don't know what to do, mate. You you deal with it." Like, really? But, and it was like normally the coach is really nice and and helps you, but yeah. we were getting that pummel that he goes, "I don't give a shit about the rotations, mate. You organize it all. We had that many injuries, and it, he just threw it all to me. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, and I remember getting finishing that day, and there were a few other little things that happened throughout the day. And I got in the car, dad. This is one thing is what well, dad would always drive, even though I had my license, dad would still, he'd love to drive me to the away games. Yeah. We'd have a day out together. Yeah, of course. And yeah. he'd sit on his own, have a couple of pies, you know, watch the game. He loved it. Well, I got in the car and we're driving home and I just remember bawling my eyes. Really? Yeah. It just got to you, yeah. But being okay to if to let that out, like to, if you've had a shit day or, or if you're someone, someone that does have all this emotion and you know you want to let it out, just let it out. Yeah. You feel so much better to let it out. Well, I feel like that it's, and especially after since since we've been doing this podcast, I think it's becoming more and more obvious because everybody always goes back to the vulnerability thing and it's so good you're talking about this sort of stuff. And and I think it actually in a weird way proves that so many people are really holding it in. Yeah. Do you I feel that way or not? That, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, but that's just the... That goes back to, I guess, the feeling of wanting to be wanted and, and, and yeah. be a part of a community and part of, you know... I don't want to feel like I'm missing out. Well, if I'm if I'm being vulnerable and sharing, you know, some real my struggles, struggle. Yeah. Well, maybe I might not get accepted. Into, yeah, you well, know what it is. Well, we have here and week in front of your mates. Yeah, and that's a big one. I think our friendship group's different now, but it was never. It hasn't always been that way. No, but you know what? As you grow older, you you mature. It's probably maturity. Thing. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you gain a different perspective, you know. Uh, you know, when you're in high school or starting to get out of high school and you still are very immature in that sense. And well, we're still immature now. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, gosh, we really are. But, you know, when people start getting in relationships and there's responsibility and commitment and... Pressure. Pre- yeah, well, pressure. And you start to gain a, a better understanding of, geez, life is hard. Yeah. And you're not the only one dealing with it. Everyone else around you is has their own life to deal with and their own struggles, you you probably gain a bit of compassion for other people and you realise that it's just the world doesn't revolve around myself. Exactly. And everybody's dealing with things, everybody's got stress. And people sometimes I used to think about this too, when you go down the street and like you know that old saying, like you just don't know what people are going through and mm. you, you know you don't understand and that's the same. Like I used to get angry or upset if someone was rude or you know what I mean? But now you get to that point where you like I feel like I'm more accepting of that and just let it go because I have no idea what's going on that day for them, like or that week. You that's have no idea. That's empathy, mate. Like that's hundred percent. Like that's just going. You know, in that resilience project, the book, like he he actually talks about. You know, he's in the car with someone else who he learned a few of these, I guess, skills from, and they're in the car. And you know that you know when uh, everyone could relate to this that drives. You know when you might be getting. You might be getting on a freeway or off a freeway yeah. and it's double lanes, right? Yeah. It's bumper to bumper and to get on and someone not letting, someone yeah. will come in like and try and get in front of you. Oh, you're saying when there's a lane closed? Yeah, and yeah they exactly. Come around the and outside. it's a merger to yeah. get on the freeway. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. And, you know, he said the guy who was driving went, oh, I better let this bloke in. Like he looks like he's in a hurry. He yeah. looks like he's in a rush. He looks like he's he's on a mission. Let him in. Gave him a wave. The bloke was like, wow, thank you. Whereas that's having empathy because you don't know the person's situation. Yes, it's frustrating. Like, And I'm, I've never done that. Like I, I, I probably, I'm not a hothead, but I 
I probably am working on my patience at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, but having the empathy to do that, you know, to, to go put myself in that person's shoes and go, hold on a minute, I don't know. He, his wife could be in labor and he's trying his hardest to do everything he can to get to the hospital fast. You just never know. You don't do you? know. Yeah, and it's a that's a it's a hard topic, I think, because it's a hard mindset to get into. And I know when I'm having a bad, I remember this is bad, mate. But I can, f- I've had times where I've been in such a bad, something's happened, and I'm in such a down mood or bad mood or whatever, and I'm almost want, almost searching for confrontation. Yeah, like just going down the street. I'm like, yeah, so let it out. Into me, I'm gonna yeah, like let like. I don't uh, know. In indoor soccer, yeah, yeah. yeah for those <laughs> which that for those who week. listened to last week, yeah, um, but. Yeah, mate. I don't know, and that's that's. Can I ask you something? This isn't on the notes at all. When was the last time you cried? Oh, mate. Uh, <laughs> can you not remember? I can. I can remember crying at my great grandma's funeral. I was thirteen, so that's a long time ago. That long. Ago. Like I've had. I've had. It's funny. This. I don't know if it's. I don't want to make light of the topic. I've had weird times where my where I've just had tears start flowing for some stupid reason. Well, when, um, well like yeah, oh, mate, this is so embarrassing. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, mate, that's what that's the point of it. Sharing. No, I don't know, no, but it's just a story so silly that people think you're taking the piss. I'm not taking the tears piss. of laughter or what? No, it was just I remember. Jai, Jai loves this story. I was driving one day, mate. This is so weird. And I, I used. It's just embarrassing. So I used to have on my iTunes or my iPod or whatever at the time. I had all the AFL theme songs. Yeah. This is. No, it's not. I because I. Go. This is so silly. Anyway, the old West Coast theme song comes on, it mate. A, it, mate, it's a ripper. I love it and. For those that think the new West Coast theme song revised of 2020 is better, I'm telling you, it's absolutely not. That I was agree. the best. Hands anyway, the, the yeah. Hey Eagles one? Yeah. Yeah, look it but up. Like look it up if you're not local. You'll love it. Yeah. All right, the song came on, mate. Hey, Eagles. Mate, I don't know. It just builds. I don't know what the hell happened. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah. No, mate. Mate, I was driving. Had to pull the car over. And I'm like, but I wasn't crying. But I was see, just like, this, it was so but bizarre, but see, mate. This is, this is what I'm talking about. So embarrassing. No, it's not. That's what I'm talking about is you sharing that that's not embarrassing it's yeah but i don't i don't know what it was no, it's when I'm, mate i'll i've been at the doggies game and you you've always teased me because i love that song western bulldogs taking over <laughs> right someone made a song after the bulldogs won the flag and it got played before the games and but i loved it when i was at the games the first ever time i heard that I was sitting with dad and i remember going like i know i think i had a few tears but, but because that's when I'm, i said it at the start is that feeling of euphoric goosebumps you just yeah it, I think you need to. That's it's being being vulnerable isn't just about being sad and upset. True, very being, true. Like it sounds silly you sharing that <laughs> when you're saying, "Oh, this is stupid and embarrassing." It's not. Well, it's only the only reason I say it's embarrassing. I'm not saying it's embarrassing that the result was tears. I'm just like it was just it's just like out of you can't you can't it's a footy you can't, themes, yeah. you can't make that stuff. I don't no. even support the freaking Eagles. I don't know. What, but you know what? A lot of people will be able to understand and relate to that yeah i don't know what happened some anyway. people might not own up to it but yeah. i can tell you right now that people have cried over mate I've... feel free to text me and give me shit for that i don't mind i'm ha- i'll embrace that but anyway there you go it's but that was yeah mate i there you go that was i don't I... know how long ago that was but i don't know if that counts as that's mate tears are tears oh well, then I, that was the last time that was the last time i cried then i think yeah but it's funny i was just and this other thought i remember being so defensive Especially when I wasn't crying and somebody said, are you crying? I'd be like... Do you want to know, you want to know the last time I cried? Yeah, go on. All right. So, and But I'm going to... like Because you what you just said and the way you explained it... Oh, mate, I was walking along the beach two mornings ago yep. and the song Choir came on by Guy Sebastian, right? You love that tune. I do. 
but it's it's empowering right and i'm walking along the beach and i'm smiling at people walking past and feeling grateful and i just had this feeling inside like I was, I was so happy and i let out tears yeah and you know for people to admit that it's hard for me it's not i'm going you know what like i feel amazing that's the way my body works it's the way my emotions are like they need to get out yeah and i and i was smiling and i had tears running in my face <laughs> I, I actually love that i you know I that's but people this is the thing like we need to accept joyful tears as well as the sad tears i yeah exactly you know exactly well, well i'm a joyful do you know one I'm of a those, joyful crier so. i know it was an emotional time of your life but I, I, this photo always stuck out to me it's the one where you're at the footy the grand final yeah. where the dogs won and it's in black and white, but and you've got all it is in colour is your scarf, yeah. the red, white, and blue, and and that's in colour. And you're, and yeah. you're like, to, oh, well, obviously, people won't see this, but we'll, we'll share it. So the yeah. the pose you had was your mum's next to you; she's got her arm around you, and there's plenty looking things, up at me. Yeah, and there's plenty of things going on in your life at that time, but and you've got this; you're like got that squinting kind of a face, yeah, and you. Your thumb and almost your, wiping tears. Yeah, yeah, well, your thumb and your like it's like you're blocking. It's like you're almost pushing the. Yeah. tears back like not push you know what i mean like yeah. you just got your your fingers covering your eyes so yeah. you can tell that you're crying yeah but i don't know why mate. i always love that photo because i always thought and this uh, this is how it stems and again some people might find it weird but it's like i almost want to have that moment where yeah even at the footy and i don't know it's it secured on a premiership yeah. and you're standing there and you're actually so happy you you cry you know i don't know it's weird that's like that's a photo and can i share a story with that photo of course and we'll share it on the socials and like the story behind it is just so, it's just like great. So being a Bulldog supporter all my life and dad, doggies, um, going to all the games together, that was just our thing and footy's just been a sport and I'll touch on that. Sport has just been a big part of my emotions. Yep. Um, it's an outlet and I don't know if that's for any anyone else out there but, you know, the doggies, right? They haven't won a flag in, you know, 62 years um, and... You know, they get in the grand final, but right before the finals, a bit before, you know, we find out dad's sick. Yeah. And I didn't know how long we had, and um, I'm glad I didn't know, but, you know, I've got down here, you know, the experiences that we've shared, and I've got a few sporting ones, and yeah, I've got the doggies prelim in the grand final, and I hope, I haven't asked my family, I hope they're okay for me to share this, but, you know, we were in palliative care for, you know, for the prelim, you know, and for those who don't know what palliative care is, that's probably... You go from the hospital to almost where you know what's going to happen. There's no going back. You know what's coming. So it's just about yeah. It's your final. It's about final moments. It's about just out of the hospital. Almost just. It's all about making you feel uh, less pain as possible. Yeah, exactly. So we're watching the prelim, and I just I couldn't believe it. Like they finished seventh. They've won elimination, a semi, and a like. They weren't supposed. They they no. For those that don't know that year, they were actually. Every finals game, they were yeah. so far odds yeah. wise, no chance of winning. So any for of anyone to to know, a, a lot of people listening will know how mad a doggy supporter I am. Like you know, I'm yeah. diehard face face paint. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. James <laughs> Griffiths Gold Coast, um, but um, I love the doggy. And so the prelim, we so dad's obviously in bed and. He, you know, I just remember embracing him and just bawling my eyes out and with a few other people were in the room and I just couldn't believe what was happening. Oh, there's video footage of it. And um, I was just thanking my dad. I'm like, thank you for, thank you for, um, you know, showing me sport. Thank you for taking me to all the, like I was just saying, thank you. Yeah. And then 
that photo, which I can't wait to share, the doggies have won, right? And I, outburst of emotion, not outburst, but just it just hits me, right? Knowing that my dad's in the hospital bed and I'm getting little updates from, you know, his mate who's watching it with him. Dad couldn't yeah. come to the game, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I just, the emotion came out, right? And I was so happy, but I was so sad. Yeah, I know. you've. And I love how you've explained this to me before. And I, the one thing that you could dream of sharing with that one person that you've, that you've thought about this forever. Like, and I was there at this game and I was sharing it and I loved having my mum there, but... I still dream about that moment with, I, I, I dream about it being with my dad still. Yeah. Like I think about that being there at the doggies grand final, getting lifting a like holding a holding a cup, winning a flag, being there with dad and all the excitement, and I was yeah the tears obviously came out and they were mixture bittersweet, knowing that you know dad only had a few days and. It's it's such a great photo. As I said, it actually sticks. Well, it always sticks. The, to, it's well, all the, the photo was taken. The photo was taken by a stranger. Yeah. So the person in front of us saw me and mum and how emotional I was thinking, look how happy this young man is, this 21-year-old. He's 21 and he's bawling his eyes out. The dog is Leanne's, the got, Leanne's got this huge smile yeah, on her face. Yeah, smiling up at me, really proud. And mum like, leaned over to them and said, you know, he goes, oh, I've got the best photo. I've got the best. And then I was still crying and just taking in it all. And he must have told, mum must have told him and he just looked at me and he just went, like he was almost, it was so apologetic and he yeah. just grabbed me and he hugged me and he just went, mate, I'm like, and then a couple of other dogs, you know, when you're at the footy and you get to know a few people That's around you. Absolutely. Uh, well, Dickie used to get into a couple of little arguments at the, with the <laughs> supporters around him. Oh, I love that story. It's a river, but um, share it if you want. Oh, no, well, you nah. continue. Yeah, so continue your thought. So, you know, and then the bloke, the ra- a random stranger's taking that photo, not knowing my circumstance that my dad, you know, only... Me and my dad have loved the doggies all my life. It's all I've ever wanted is them to win a flag and be there with my dad. And he's in palliative care and only has day to li- days to live with cancer. And he's taking a photo. Mate, he sent that to my mum. He texted it to me. And I texted it to mum. And that photo, like what you said, I'm so proud of that photo. I'm, I'm proud that I was let my emotions go. I was proud to cry. And not because the doggies won, because of what I was feeling. Like no one knows what is going on inside my life, going on in my life and what's going on in my emotions. Yeah, exactly. And in that euphoric moment, the doggies might not win another flag, mate. So to me, to let that out was so... In a weird way. I'm so proud of it. Absolutely, mate. And not the circumstance, obviously, but just that... And I don't know why it's... And I hope it doesn't sound... I I truly don't mean to sound disrespectful and I hope it doesn't come across this way. But I was... I... (laughs) just envied that photo i don't know why like it's just that um, like i said to you before it's like i almost want to be in that not the not the backstory of no. course but the, just that moment of yeah not caring and you're seeing something that means something to you yeah happen right in front of you and and, and and you know what i'm probably not the only one that had that moment that day there was oh, probably no. thousands of doggies and you know older of people course. who yeah. you know oh um, absolutely and my dad got to watch it and being able to go back there and see him and like, you know, this is the thing. People still talk about, oh, how good was that for you to, like, they want a flag, yeah. And, but I, I didn't get to experience it. Like, yeah, we won mean. and yeah. we, like, yes, we won it. But straight back to the hospital and, you know, being with him was all you wanted. And I actually didn't want to go to the grand final. I wanted to be there with him. And then, yeah. you know, Terry Wallace, who got us the tickets, he said, no, 
you have to go. Yeah. And then I sat down with dad and dad's like, if you don't go, I'll be like so upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was so glad I went. But, you know, you watch all the other doggies go to the pub and, you know, they're with all their dads and best mates and having a good time. You know, and you're back, go back to the hospital. I was so like, that's what I wanted to do. Go back with dad and be with dad that night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great great story, man. And that's, I mean, we're in the part now of experiences and I don't know, that, that just has always stuck out to me. What about you? Is there any... Well, I mean, I don't have a story as powerful as that on this topic, but um, just recently, it's happened a lot recently, it's just that feeling of having those, for me, conversations. I had a conversation with you right where we're sitting now, last time I was here, and just that feeling when you really open up is just unbelievable. And just saying before how when you hold it back, and I remember I was, it was to do with the whole situation, COVID situation, things weren't, like things were just frustrating. There was just negativity around. And I was just holding in my emotions, getting upset. And mum sat down with me one night and I just let everything out. And I was angry at the time. Mm. Like I was angry, like I was, poor mum, like <laughs> swearing my head off and carrying on and being a drama queen and all that kind of stuff. But that feeling, she just sat there and she just listened and listened and listened. I just ranted. and But once the rant was over, just you felt, you're like, you realise everything's okay and, it just you let everything off your chest mm. the more you talk the more things start to make sense for me anyway that's that was my experience and i've and i've had that with pippi like my sister i was feeling i think i talked about on the anxiety podcast i was just feeling so flat for no reason and just having the ability to open up to her and tell her how i'm feeling and she said well i can relate to that these are other people that can relate to that you should talk to these people and that that was just a huge huge weight off my shoulders yeah and that whole thing is new to me honestly to actually so i've always kept it in yeah but and now i said i made a promise to myself only the other day and the promise was that when i start feeling like this stop trying to hide it and just talk talk to someone because it will help you and Mm. that's that's a little promise i made to myself to try and avoid you could be feeling bad for feeling down for a day and that can lead to two days three days a week the the longer you hold it in it it might stay like that forever yeah unfortunately so that's another one for me and and just even being more open on social media and talking about the topics we talk about, sharing the videos. Someone asked me to make a video the other day, which I did, and that's new to me as well and opening up to an audience you don't even know. Mm. Like it's, it's almost, I think I touched on it earlier, like it's that feeling of shame. Yeah. Like, which is really sad. Like no one should ever feel ashamed to cry no one should feel shameful to share their emotions you know um or share you know what they're feeling inside you know and and it's a fear of not having connection with others like i watched a video this morning brene brown and she talks about vulnerability and we fear not having connection with others that's what we live we we thrive through connection and love exactly and how if i cry maybe i might lose that connection with other people it's, yeah. it's, whereas I think it's the opposite. I think the more you share, the more you um, let that emotion out, like what we've touched on, it just build. It you just feel like you connect and you trust and you. Yeah. There's that. There's now now that that ice has been broken, you you connect on this deeper level than you ever have. Absolutely, it's a power. It's truly the power of community, and it's been happening for a long time in a lot of areas and. Now that more sporting clubs and like you said earlier, that blokey bloke environment are starting to embrace that. Yeah. I think it's just going to be hugely powerful. And 
footy club example, I remember one of the clubs I played at, we had to all, over the course of the year, get up and speak and share one of the most vulnerable parts of us. But you actually feel, you feel almost, I don't know if love is too strong a word, but you just feel this connection to that person. You want, and first, it actually does wonders when you're playing sport because you actually care about each other more. And you, I know it sounds... You want to work for each other. Yeah, and I'm sure anyone that's been in that situation yep. will understand it. But mm. yeah, I think... I, I, I want to quickly share... Um, and this is, I just love that euphoric feeling, right? I and know where this is going. We talk, yeah. So it's something, and I've heard stories about, you know, when my dad used to go to like, I think it was like a World Cup qualifier because it's a World Cup qualifier story and soccer. Love the Socceroos. And dad, you know, his Albania mates, you know, he would go, he went to, you know, one of the, I think it was against Iran, you know, when we, we should have won qualified for i can't remember which world cup it was but the national anthem's playing and he's bowling like a baby my dad yeah and when i would hear this story i'll just laugh because we went to the asian cup final in 2015 me and dad in sydney we flew up and the national anthem played and like dad was a bit teary and i you know had the goosebumps and i probably had a couple of tears but i was trying to hold it back yeah yeah and then only a couple of years ago i actually flew up to sydney it was a World Cup qualifier to get into the recent World Cup in 2018. And I was sitting there with, you know, a family, few family friends and I stood there and I just let the tears go. <laughs> like, and, but I thought, nah, stuff it. You know, this is a proud moment. Like, uh, would you say, is it patriotic? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like a hugely patriotic. patriotic moment. I was proud to be an Australian. And like, yeah. I was standing there and I, I wasn't belting the, the, the lyrics, but I was singing them and... I just felt proud and I felt, oh, well, to me, that was like, I'm, I'm doing that for my dad and I was singing I that. that for my dad and I'm letting that emotion out, you know? Uh, I think I think this country's great with with that with that aspect. Like, yeah. I, I, whenever I'm overseas and you meet another Aussie and you talk about your own country, there's yeah. so much, talk about it with so much pride and yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And not every country's like that. No. But yeah, mate, that's, I like that. Mate, maybe touch on uh, your favourite band. <laughs> oh, yeah, Coldplay. Oh, nah, there's... Well, music, I don't know. Well, that, music triggers emotion. Uh, yeah, if, if anyone else can relate to that, music triggers to huge emotion to me. You know? Yeah, West Coast equals for me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so glad you shared that. Um, yeah, music's huge for me and my family, like being a real musical family. So, um, yeah, if you're in the car and there's a song coming on and you can, you know, you can feel some emotion, let that emotion out. Like, Well, this is a thought I just had was we've talked a lot about sport because that's what, that's where we felt that community and that, that's what we culture and we've, yeah. we've been growing up with it and some people relate to sport but i'm sure there'll be other areas where people relate music's one will be one of the bigger ones where that's something you did as a family or that's something that triggers that emotion yeah. for you some people get it could be art yeah like it could be anything well i know one for us as a family was like disney like um oh and, and disney movies and like that this was and disney and, world yeah like and i'll i keep sharing my own stories but it's something because i'm so passionate about yeah and i'll just love I'm I'm hoping that people listening can in, like listen to these and go, you know, shit, like it's okay to share, like yeah, of and, course. and let it out. And yeah, like my dad's dream was to go to Disney World or Disneyland as a kid. And then as he got older, older him and mum said, you know, we one day we'll take our kids to Disneyland. And this was when I was that naive kid and not understanding, you know, what pride felt like and yeah, um, achievement and achievement. And we got to Disney World, pulled up in the bus in Orlando, Florida, and my dad. I actually have never seen him cry like that before. Like, and it when you first arrived, yeah, and it wasn't like a real heavy. It was just, I, I, yeah, I could just tell how 
I, 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 at the time, like you probably go, I, I didn't go, dad, you know, as a kid, sometimes I go, dad, stop crying. Like, you know, now I go, why did I used to say that? Because he was just letting, he, he was proud to let out his emotion. Well, it comes with maturity. It comes yeah. with experience. Now you understand it. Um, but that's that, an amazing feeling when you rock moment, on the Disney World. Yeah, and, you know, worked it, come from a family where they, you know, they could never go to Disney World. Like, um, not that they were poor or anything, but it's bat- long, real battlers. And it's a long way, He yeah. worked his bum off and he started his own business and, you know, sacrificed so much and he's taking his kids to freaking Disney World and he's standing out the, at, at the, he's looking at that massive castle going, yeah. like, almost like I've made it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's just, it's a goal. It's yeah. a lifelong, well, yeah. I don't know, lifelong, but it's a, yeah, it's it's a, a long-term dream goal, whatever you want to call it. And he's achieved it with his family. And, mate, I've been to Disney World. I, I remember walking around that place. I said it to, It's magic. I went by myself. Um, magic Kingdom, yeah. And, mate, I felt a bit weird walking around by myself. But I actually had this... Yeah. Not that I'm like the biggest Disney fan or anything, but I had this huge smile on my... Like, it, yeah. makes, it makes you feel happy. Feel happy. Every, like, you can't not be happy there but yeah. I'm just imagining Dickie walking around with those big like Mickey Mouse ears like <laughs> well, there's a ripping photo of dad with a Mickey Mouse ice cream oh and, really like, he's like a big cheesy grin with one massive bite out of one of the ears that's hilarious yeah. no mate yeah it's... well how long have we been going now we, we're probably well, time to uh, just about wrap up I reckon up. we're nearly time to wrap it up yeah 58 minutes mate so well it's um, been I think it's been a good podcast and I think before we go let's let's inc- hopefully people that are new to this or contemplating this whole vulnerability and learning about it i hope that maybe it's in, inspired a few people just to to open up and share and see what it's like yeah. hope, get a little bit of insight that feeling of for me it's a feeling of release yeah when you really open up to someone and oh a, a massive part is release and then the other part is you know i which i really love is just be okay to be yourself yeah and to to embrace, you know, who, if you're an emotional person, embrace that. Exactly. And and know that, you know, it's okay and no one's judging you. No, that's the best part. So many people are going to get around you, probably get around you more than they are currently. That's what we found with us oh, anyway. Definitely. And so, and again, if share your experiences with us. We love hearing about it. Yeah, if, this, if this like really resonated with anyone, we'd love to... That means more to us than, yeah. than saying, um, yeah. If you want to share a story that's similar to us in that, you know, kind of emotional and vulnerable area, you know, let us know because we'd love to have a chat and, and chat more about it. But I reckon that's probably it for today, mate. It that's was probably, it. you know, a real you know, serious, serious one, yeah. kind of day, but, you know, one that I reckon is really powerful, mate. So, absolutely. Um, guys, remember, jump on Instagram, follow us, Dawson D underscore, and, um, you know, we're looking forward to, to connecting further with you guys and creating more awesome podcasts just like this one. So, speak to you next week. Yeah.